Yasna Kolin was alive? Shalon was supposed to be recovering from her ordeal. Never mind that the bridgeman had handled the fighting. All she had done was grope an eldritch spren. Still, she spent the next day holed up in her room, sketching and thinking. She'd been trained as a scholar, hadn't she? She shouldn't just draw. She should analyze, extrapolate, speculate. So she addressed herself to fully recording her experiences with the unmade. Hanging over her research, however, was a single daunting fact. Yasna was alive. Storms. Yasna was alive. That changed everything. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3 Oathbringer. and 34 of Oathbringer. We are in the first episode of part two. We are very excited to get going here. Part one felt really long. I think it might be the longest first part of any of the novels. I'll have to get Buzzkill to look into that. Anyways, uh, make sure that you've checked, um, that you've picked the right episode and you're all caught up on your reading. We wouldn't want you to get spoiled. And please enjoy the episode. your host Sean Q and making him as beautiful as he is brilliant is one of the most unfair <laughs> things the almighty has ever done it's oh. Jack what's up buddy <laughs> Aww. oh well nice. uh same uh, same uh, right back at you bud oh dude you're beautiful and brilliant just you're like Yasna too it really is well the most unfair geez. thing to make Yasna so hot and brilliant I know yeah that's the thing I know, yeah, <laughs> but it's what I just, I just, I, I'm all giddy. Just you're like, like I, know, I know she's so great. I know she's so great. Yeah, um, yeah, she is. I mean, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing when when beauty and intelligence um, collide. Yeah, it's but if you can do it without, what's the how would I articulate this without like being so proud about it i guess mm-hmm. or like conceited or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's even more special yeah then then, then you get the like the beautiful the brilliant and the ugly inside which is no one wants that <laughs> no yeah exactly. no one wants that <laughs> <laughs> um okay so this is exciting we're on part two part two page where it says the title of part two I do, and yeah, yeah. I also want to talk about this, as I'm sure you do. This is why I'm bringing it up, bro. Right? Yeah. The highlight of yeah. the whole thing has got to be in this title, right? right? Could, you, could you read it out loud, and then we'll talk about it? I think we're both going to say the same thing, aren't yeah. we? This is gonna be yeah, amazing. we are. Yeah, it says, it says, part two, new beginnings sing. Shalon, Yasna, Dalinar, and bridge four. Dude, bridge four. Right? Yeah. I know. I'm so glad you wanted to talk about yeah. this because I so wanted to talk about it. So this. a part of me feels like Sanderson has rewarded Bridge 4 with how well they did against Ra's Fear in the last part that they're like, mm-hmm. you know what, Bridge 4? 
you're going to get your own POV. It's time. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> I know. It's so awesome. Your, your own POV. And also it kind of, I don't know, for some reason, it just feels like Bridge 4 is a character. Right. It's become something. It's become someone. They've become important. Yeah. Right? When Adolin said, you said to bring the best men I could find, hmm. who did he bring? He brought Bridge 4. Mm-hmm. And now that Cal's back, yeah, they can take their place as their, his squires. They were powerless this right. whole time. Yeah, that's right. In that fight against Ra's mm-hmm. Shafir, they were powerless, but they were not powerless. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. It's so great. I know. It's, so, it's great. so great. I'm so glad you wanted to talk about it. Okay. Well, the next, the next page uh, that I, that I have in the, in the, um, paperback version mm-hmm. is a wonderful illustration. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's really interesting how, um, these illustrations look the, the sort of the tiered element of Urethiru. Mm-hmm. Just wonderfully illustrated. You can see on this on this picture on the far right side at the very bottom mm-hmm. is a depiction of a great shell, right? And that's how small that's how small the great shell is in comparison. Do you see I, that? I'm trying to find it and I can't see it. So on the illustration that has um, basically the the wedding cake, yeah. Okay, on the bottom right. There's a little tiny depiction down there. I don't think I have that on my page. Let, show me yours. Show me your page. Show, show me the, the screen. Okay. So there's the illustration. Yeah. On the far right, on the very bottom line. Oh, yeah. That's right. I see ti- it now. It's so there's small. There's a tiny body. I don't think I've ever seen that before, dude. That's a great shell in, in size comparison. Because it says in the text, it says, the city is incredibly huge. A chasm fiend's back would not reach the fourth floor. And if you look even closer at the illustration, you can see the tiny little depictions of windows and and floors inside. And you can see that the Great Shell would indeed not even get to the fourth floor. It's awesome, dude. I don't think I've ever seen that that chasm Mm -hmm. fiend before. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. It's really great. And then... The illustration on the bottom shows like the tiered elements going into the mountainside, Mm -hmm. like into the rock. Yeah. Okay. And it's, this is where it gets kind of weird. It's kind of like, is the city an expression of the rock? Like from within, you know what I mean? It's, it it just, from that depiction here, Mm -hmm. from that side depiction, it looks, I don't know, there's something about it that's interesting that the rock is illustrated within it. And that yet the city kind of comes out from it. It kind of looks like that it's part of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Is Mm. the top left image where it shows how deep into the mountains it goes. Right. It's so cool. Yeah. It's not even just what's above. It's what's below. Right. Isn't that? I know. It's a great metaphor, bro. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome. It's killer. And then the other illustration gives us, it almost, when I first looked at it, it looked like a, like a necklace, like some fancy. <laughs> it did. It looked like, like some, the Uruthir was wearing a pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, but, um, okay. But it does have all of the, um, 
all the gates. It does have all of the gates. Li- Sorry, th- these are not the gates. These are the heralds listed, are they not? These, no, these are, the are the gates. gates. You're right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. All the gates listed. Oh, I love this. Anyways, enough about the illustration. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's I awesome. just love the great shell and I uh, thought we should talk about yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for pointing the Shop- great shell out. I don't think, I, like, I, like oh. I said, I don't think I've ever noticed that before. It's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, chapter 33. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a lecture is what the title is and it's perfect because again if it wasn't for bridge four being in the title of part two Mm -hmm. which is so great um lecture this has to be my highlight is is how yasna reacted to shallan when being reunited Mm -hmm. yeah that she has a very specific um normal like she falls back into their old ways Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and it kind of, I don't know, it, there's something about it I really like because I think often, you know, you've probably experienced this where, where we think of each other as, as, you know, guys who you, you have, you know, relationships with guys and you've come in and out and you always pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. There, there's yeah, no, for sure you do. Like you, sh- you, you shake off the dirt. If there, if there was bad blood between you, shake yeah. it off and, and just carry on. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what Yasin's doing. Kind of, yeah. She's got, we're just she's getting got back no time to the, for yeah, um, yeah. big just, deal that you going, did all this cool stuff. I'm still your your mentor. Yeah, but I would say that as harsh as it feels, probably for Shalon to be Shalon in this chapter, because it mm-hmm. sounds like she's just just a uh, j- just a ward again. Right. There's tiny little moments here that I, I'm going to point out as we go through it, where I think Yasna has done some growing, and actually shows some respect and love to Shalon. And it's, I think it's really hard for Yasna to do these things, but the fact that they, they just kind of peek out a little bit is really important for her, I think. Right. And plus for, you know what? I I really should have anticipated this. Um, Yasna, or sorry, not Yasna, (laughs) Shalon needs to add this ward and keep this ward in her repertoire Mm -hmm. of characters. Oh, you, you mean Shalon I mean? like, is the ward, right. brightness is the radiant, right? and Vale is the investigator or whatever. Right. Right. So there, there is no great utility in shedding the ward and being something different always. It's kind of good for Shalon to be Yasna's ward. Right. For as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Like learn from the master for as long as you can. Right. Because you know what? There will come a time where being the ward just won't be an option. Right. Or, yeah, I, I like know, that I, a lot. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to doomsday that because I no, don't want to go like, through Yasna. No, but it's like don't grow up too fast, right? Anymore, but. Like don't grow up mm-hmm. too fast. Don't grow up too fast. And also I'm kind of digging this, like it's okay to be these different characters. I, I, I know I've said before, I'm nervous about losing Shalon to them mm-hmm. is the thing. And I am, and I, I, I'm still nervous about that. Um. But at the same time, it's, it's almost healthy for her to remember that, that, you know, that she was the thief that came to Carbranth at City of Bells mm-hmm. and, uh, and became a ward, um, from Yasna's choosing. Mm-hmm. She, anyway. she says, Shalon says, you know, in, a, in her POV in the very mm-hmm. last chapter of part one, she's like, remarkably, she kind of felt like an adult. 
Mm-hmm. Remember? Right. Like she, mm-hmm. she's, you know, uh, she's got all these things that she's I'm found up. ways to, yeah, to ways to, uh, uh, you know, she, in fact, she was increasingly certain that between Shalon, Vale, and Radiant, she could deal mm. with anything life could throw at her. So you're right that she's kind of, you know, she, she, maybe she needs to be like, you know what? The ward, Shalon, the ward is part of this too. Yeah. Yeah. Shalon, the word's part of it. And also Yasna's there to remind her, no, no, you need this too. Mm-hmm. You need to continue being the ward. Right. Re- regardless of brightness. Uh, or veil. Shalon and, uh, and the, well, I don't, I don't think, she, I don't know. I don't think she knows about veil. No, I don't think Yasna knows about any of it. We'll see. Well, she's been gone so long. I know, but she's also, I don't know, talented. Okay, let's ju- let's jump in. We we have uh, we're we're chatty Kathy today, mm-hmm. dearest Safandrius. I received your communication, of course. Well, so questions right away. So who is Safandrius? Mm-hmm. I received your communication, of course. I w- and dearest, I do need to um, remind you that in the first book we had. Way parts of, of a letter in, in Way of Kings, we had parts mm-hmm. of a letter from one character to another. Yes. In Words of Radiance, we had the character who received that first right. letter write a letter back, but back. we never had a dear or a yours always sign off. We never got to know who wrote those letters. So maybe this is another communicate between drop. these two characters. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Okay. So that, I'm glad you helped me out with that because mm-hmm. I did not, uh, think back to that. And I should have, that's, this, that's good. I mean, there's, there's a pattern, right? There's always a pattern to these things. Haha, mm-hmm. pattern. But we got a letter in the first one. We got a letter in the second one. And now we're yeah. getting another letter and we finally get a name to one of these recipients. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jumping into the text. Chapter 33. Yasna was alive. Yasna Kolin was alive. Shalon was supposed to be recovering from her ordeal, never mind that the bridgeman had handled the fighting. All she'd done was grope an eldritch spren. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. Grope an eldritch spren. I, I did that with Cthulhu it's, the other night, so I it's, understand. It's kind, it's kind of true. You did that with Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, I just was groping an eldritch, uh, a great an, old one. An eldritch spren. Yeah. Um, still, she spent the, the day holed up in a room, sketching and thinking. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yasna's return sparked something in her. Shalon had once been more analytical in her drawing, including notes and explanations with the sketches, but lately she'd only been doing pages and pages of twisted images. Mm-hmm. Remember the horses and yeah. the hallways? Right. And she tried to yeah. do, she tried to do her theory, but her theory was all bent to the side with this like swirling pattern in the middle. Well, this but what, image that we but have that, before this, uh, this chapter here is clear and concise with notes. That's right. So she's finally able to understand and draw the tower. But is it, is it because Raisha Fear is gone from here? We think so. Yeah, we think or so. Or is it that Yasna's back? Well, she's also having a hard know, time understanding. Right? She's having a hard time focusing because Yasna's back. But she can right. finally start drawing right. the, the tower. Right. I just think it's really... I think it's really neat and, and, and interesting to think about that Ray Shafir's gone, Yasna's back, and she's able to draw again and focus and right. make notes and right. 
I don't know. I, I just think it's it's interesting that both of those things happened mm-hmm. at, at at a similar time. Um, she'd been trained as a scholar, hadn't she? She shouldn't just draw. She should analyze and extrapolate and speculate as I do mm-hmm. and make all my wild That's wild you. Theories. You're the scholar of the group. <laughs> um, so she addressed herself to fully recording her experiences with the unmade. Adolin and Polona had visited her separately, and even Dalinar came to check in on her while Navani checked her tongue, or sorry, clicked her tongue and asked after her health. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. But there were so many questions. Why exactly had she been able to drive that thing away? What was the meaning of its creation? Hanging over her research was a single daunting fact that Yasna was alive. Mm-hmm. And that changed everything. It really does. For her, anyways. Mm-hmm. Navani mentioned Yasna was planning to visit her later in the evening. Shalon washed and dressed and threw a satchel over her shoulder and went searching for the woman she had to know how Yasna had survived. I love this little mm-hmm. paragraph. Yeah. She's not going to wait. Yasna didn't teach her to do that. No. Go and get the information. Right? Yep. So Navani is asking her to wait. Yasna's going to stop by. Nope. I'm heading out on my own. Mm-hmm. In fact, as Shalon stalked the hallways, she found her increase, herself increasingly perturbed. Yasna claimed to always look at things from a logical perspective, but she had a flair for the dramatic to rival any storyteller. Shalon well remembered that night in Carbranth when Yasna had lured thieves in and then dealt with them in stunning and brutal fashion. Hmm. And that's the one thing that I still have a hard time wrestling with with Yasna. After all this time, you still hold it against her, eh? Well, like I said, it's, it's preemptive. It's, well, I shouldn't say it's preemptive because I suppose she may know that those individuals had, have committed crimes. <laughs> Right. Yeah. We've already covered this. Uh, we've, we've talked about it. Yeah. I was just thinking about our D&D game last night where we literally mm-hmm. walked into a, uh, a temple of cultists and literally slaughtered like 50 dudes. <laughs> and it was like, there was no repercussions there well, at all. There, there was, I know, but there was murderous intent that was thrown your way. It's true. They, it's true. they weren't trying to murder Yasna. Yasna took the initiative. If you I think will. they were probably going to murder her though. But I mean, that's yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. We'd have, it'd be worth going back and seeing how it's written. Yeah. We it can, seems we can a little that's like, a bonus episode. It's a little pre-crime to me. It's a little minority report. Yeah. It's Tom, Tom Cruise showing up and saying, Hey, look, I'm going to take you out. Yeah. We'll have to You're start done. making a list of some of the things we want to go back and re-examine. Hmm. Yeah. I think that would have great utility. Okay. So Yasna, she had to know how, she had to know how she survived. Um, she remembered this moment with Yasna and the thieves that she drew in and dealt with them brutally. I agree. That's, it was brutal. Yasna didn't want to merely prove her points. She wanted to drive them right into your skull with a flourish and a pithy epigram. Why hadn't she written via span read to let everyone know that she had survived? Storms, where had she been all this time? You know what? Now that I think about it, Getting to the end of this chapter, mm-hmm. I don't think that those two most important questions are answered for Shalon. Not really. Uh, she says, she does say why she didn't use a, um, a span read. Yeah, she does, but she doesn't say anything about staying in, sh- in Shadesmar. No, she doesn't tell her 
Um, and wit. Yeah, she doesn't tell her about wit at all. No. Right. Okay, so Storms, where had she been all this time? A few inquiries led Shallan back to the pit with its spiraling stairs. Guards in sharp colon blue confirmed that Yasna was below. I just gotta say again, I love imagining these blue, blue, this blue colon blue color. Yeah, with the, the white uh, detailing on the sides yeah, and the, I just the gold it. buttons I, and stuff. Yeah, it's just really yeah, cool. It's amazing. I, like, there has to be a colon blue paint from... <laughs> I bet you there is. From what bear paints or whatever, whatever is hot right now. What, yeah, what's the other Disney paints, paints Ralph Lauren, whatever, whatever the paint stores are doing. <laughs> Sanderson, um, Dragon Steel Paints present colon blue. Colon blue. Yeah. I like it. It's great. I love it. It should be a Disney color. Um, guards in sharp colon blue confirmed that Yasna was below. So Shalon started trudging down those steps again and was surprised to find that she felt no anxiety at the descent. In fact, the oppressive feelings that she'd felt since they'd arrived at the tower seemed to have evaporated. No more fear. No more formless sense of wrongness. The thing that she'd chased away had been its cause. Somehow, its aura had pervaded the entire tower. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a couple at the base of, of the stairs... Sorry, A couple ahead. of sentences in here that are just really well-crafted, eh? The oppressive feelings she'd felt uh, since they arrived at that tower seemed to evaporate, like, like Reshafir was only made of smoke. Do you know what I mean? Like, nothing more. And that no more fear, no more formless sense of wrongness. Like, those are just some really cool couplings in there. Like, it's just really cool. Formless sense of wrongness, yeah. Yeah, that is cool. And it does appear to be describing specifically Ra's fear. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's awesome. At this, at the base of the stairs, she found more soldiers. Dalinar obviously wanted the place well guarded, and the soldiers let her pass without incident, save a bow and a murmur of brightness radiant. She strode down the muralled hallway. The sphere lanterns set along the base of the walls, making it pleasantly bright. And once she'd passed the empty library rooms on the other side, she heard voices drifting toward her from ahead. And she stepped up into the room where she'd faced the Midnight Mother and got her first good look at the place when it wasn't covered in writhing darkness. The Crystal Pillar. Mm -hmm. It was really was something incredible. A single gemstone, but a myriad of them fused together. Emeralds. Rubies, topaz, sapphire, all ten varieties seemed to have been melted into a single thick pillar, twenty feet tall. Storms, what would it look like if all those gems were somehow infused? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to know that too. <laughs> it's very cool. Yasna, and I love this, <laughs> so there's a large group of guards standing at the barricade near the side of the room looking down into the tunnel where the unmade had vanished, and Yasna rounded the giant pillar, freehand resting on the crystal. The princess wore red, lips painted to match, hair up and run through with sword-like hair spikes with rubies on the pommels. She was perfect. A curvaceous figure, tan alethi skin, light violet eyes, and not a hint of aberrant color to her jet black hair making Yasna Colin as beautiful as she was brilliant was one of the most unfair things the Almighty had ever done. 
too. I think Shalon may have a little bit of a crush on her. I've told you this before that I think there's a little something there. I know. There. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where like you can't help but have a crush on her. She's just so amazing. You know what I That's mean? It. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's cool. It's very cool. I know. It is. It is really cool. There, there and, is something um, I want to discuss here before we get into this really cool conversation. Yeah. A couple of ch- uh, paragraphs earlier, it says... Mm-hmm. Um, of an aura that had been pervaded right. throughout the tower. Right. We know that from Teravangian, he says that the thrill puts out an aura that goes, you know, surrounds Alethkar, uh, 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 um, and that's one of the reasons why Alethi always used the thrill. And then he also because said that- Because the aura was there and they're in the aura. Yeah, the unmade so is there by. and it's like pulsing out this aura that right. is causing the thrill. Um, right. He also said that Moloch, the one who's responsible for the death rattles, had moved away from Yaakoved and they were seeing less and less death rattles in that area because it seems like Moloch, this unmade had moved. Had so moved. it sounds like all three of these unmade that we have these connections with so far have this radial aura that they omit. Right. So does that mean the other, um, six unmade also have these different auras that they're going to pulse out from them. So they have causing a different people effect. to act yeah. differently or do something differently. Right. These unmade, I th- they're problematic. They're like, they're almost kind of like forces of nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these evil yeah. forces of nature. We don't that really sort of know much seep- about them other than no. the, the, the one that we know the most about really is Ray Shafir because Shalon Shafir, yeah. was open to her and learned all this stuff about her. Right? Yeah. So it's really interesting that there's this theme coming back mm. that the thrill, the death rattles, and then this like aura of fear that, uh, that Ray Shafir has pulsed out. It's right. kind of a pattern happening with these unmade. And I'll be curious yeah. for us to, if we meet more in the future, <clears throat> what, yeah, to try to, what cause are they doing to people around them? Like, what are they doing? Right. You know what I mean? Are they ma- making people pee their pants like uncontrollably or whatever? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, but it's it's interesting to think about them having specific effects and mm-hmm. of course learning what 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 they are. Yeah, and also how they negatively impact civilizations trying to make you know trying to eke out a living mm-hmm. on on Rashar. It also might be an interesting thing to think of peoples who are maybe acting strange in Roshar and whether or not they're acting strange because they're just a strange because culture of the proximity or if to, maybe there's they're in the proximity to an unmade to an unmade right yeah yeah so that's that's, that's really cool. interesting to kind of keep our minds going f- further into the series <laughs> that's what we need more things to keep track of thank <laughs> right, you right. mr sanderson here's seven more things guy <laughs> yeah more juggling 700 and and balls. <laughs> Add Here's a few more. more. Yeah, yeah. Here's a few more. Okay. Yeah. Um, making Yasna Colin as beautiful as she was brilliant. Oh yeah. It was one of the most unfair things the almighty had ever done. I agree. But also mm-hmm. I'm glad that the almighty did that. Shalon hesitated in the doorway, feeling much as she had upon seeing Yasna for the first time in Carbrent. And again, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like this return to her previous selves mm-hmm. to that it's younger okay. version of Shalon. Yeah. And that's okay to be that. Mm-hmm. 
Like I, I at first I, I thought, you know, I want Shalon to move on and be, to be confident super and be confident yeah. in this and that. And then I, and then I kind of nestled into this, you know, like, no, I don't really want that with with her, with Yasna. I look forward to a transition period mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where she might be, you know, Yasna's equal, mm-hmm. if not superior. And Yasna having the good grace to to basically recognize that mm-hmm. and being proud about that. That yeah. would be awesome. There, like I said, but, there are moments here coming up where she does show some pride in what Shalana's done. It's yeah. very minimal. She doesn't Subtle, elaborate yeah, on yeah. it, but it's, it's really cool. Okay. We'll, we'll dive into those little, little juicy bits in a sec. Um, the last time Shalana had seen Yasna, the woman had been lying unconscious on the floor while a man rammed a knife through her chest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just in a little earlier in this paragraph, she was insecure, overwhelmed, and incredibly envious. Mm-hmm. She was feeling. Yeah, makes sense. I'm, it is I'm, Yasna Kolin. I'm, I'm, right? I'm envious it's, of Yasna Kolin. Yeah. yeah. I wish <laughs> I had curves for days. Come on. <laughs> curves for days, yeah, I could use them. <laughs> I could use I could use a different line draw. Or maybe like one very specific less curve for days. That would be yeah, my... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my mother, Yasna says, not looking, not even looking towards her. Okay, I, hi- I, I highlighted that on my page. Not looking toward her. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a little highlight for me. She's like, my mother, just going into a conversation. Yeah. Not, not even, even saying her hello. in the eye yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. She's like touching the... the, 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 the um, jeweled uh, pillar mm-hmm. my mother thinks this must have uh, must be some kind of incredibly intricate fabrile a logical assumption we've always believed that the ancients had access to great and wonderful technology how else do you explain shard blades and shard plate you know yasna is trying to communicate with shalon here and she's communicating with her in the only way she knows how scholarship scholarship yeah right Mm-hmm. I love it, dude. There's, there's Using, remember I said the, the second theme of this, the, the first theme is memories. The second theme mm-hmm. of this book is subtext. And in me, I'm reading in this that Shal- that Yasna is trying to say stuff to, uh, to Shalon, but doesn't yeah. know how. And so she's going to say it through the means this, she knows the language. It's her, her love, love language. language. Yes. Yes. Right. Her love right. language is scholarship. It's academia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree, bro. It's awesome. Okay. Um, Shalon says brightness, Uh, but shard blades aren't fabrials. They're, they're spren transformed by the bond. So I can almost anticipate that next sentence where she's like brightness. Like, are we really like, it's kind of like, are we really going to be talking about this? Yeah. Yeah, You know what? We absolutely are. Yeah. And then she resigns to it and just continues. Yeah. Might as well just let's engage. Yeah. Let's engage. It's so great. Again, this would be, I don't know. I suppose animation could capture it, but this this might be a a few moments like this in in the sort of dr- dramatic expression would might be best with a with a human mm-hmm. cast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, brightness shard blades aren't fabrials; they're spren transformed by the bond, as are fabrials. After a manner of speaking, Yasna says, "You do know how they're made, don't you?" Only vaguely, Shalon says. This was how their reunion went. A lecture? Hmm. Fitting. Right. And it, and it is. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. In it fact. is perfect. It's the perfect fit. Yeah, it really is. You capture a spren. 
Yasna says, and imprison it inside a gemstone, crafted for the purpose. Artifabrians have found that specific stimuli will provoke certain responses in the spren. For example, flame spren give off heat, and by pressing metal against a ruby, with a flame spren trapped inside, you can increase or decrease that heat. Well, that's... it's incredible. Horrible, Shalon says. She'd known some of this, but to contemplate it directly appalled her. Brightness, we're imprisoning spren. No worse than hitching a wagon to a chull. Hmm. Hmm. What are your thoughts there um, about Yasna's practical kind of application to the purpose, if you will, or we, we, utility of spren? It's funny because we think of these spren in two different forms, right? These high spren who have like intelligence and, and mm-hmm. personality, and then these lower spren who are just like mindless wind spren and anger spren. And the ones that they're trapping inside these fabrials are like mm-hmm. kind of the lower spren, like pain spren or heat spren or fire spren mm-hmm. or whatever. But Shalon's saying that they're still living beings. It doesn't matter whether you're you know, what level of spren they are, just like it yeah. doesn't matter what level of mortal, you don't enslave a whole people. So, so I think that like the parchment this, is what I'm this saying. highlights potentially a, a blind spot of Yasna. Potentially. Yeah. So Yasna's academic sort of, if, if it's going to illuminate, um, an academic achievement or discovery, she's all in no matter the cost Mm -hmm. and maybe she doesn't always um she's not always able to recognize that cost and whether it violates any principles or values or moral ethics yeah that's a good read on Um, it whereas whereas shalon is kind of saying well now that i've gotten to know pattern Mm -hmm. like it's horrible like i wouldn't want to necessarily treat him this way Mm -hmm. right it's good because i think it's the bond that's the real, that's the real reason why Shalon is responding in this way. Right. It's because of pattern, I think. Um, no worse than hitting a wa- hitching a wagon to a chull. Well, sure, if in order to get a chull to pull a wagon, you first had to lock it in a box forever. Pattern hummed softly from her skirts in agreement. Right. Yasna just cocked an eyebrow. <coughs> there are spren and there are spren, child. Do a sketch of this one for me. Be certain to get the proportions and colors right, if you please. Little busy and... Uh, so I, I wrote notes down here, little uh, bossy and presumptuous. Mm-hmm. And then I turned the page when I read it. And then it says, the careless presumption of the command. So <laughs> yeah. I was right in yeah, line. Shalon's thinking the same, yeah. Yeah. The careless presumption of the command hit Shalon like a slap in the face. What was she? Some servant to be given orders? Yes, a part of her affirmed. That's exactly what you are. You're Yasna's ward. The request wasn't at all unusual in that light, but compared to how she had grown accustomed to being treated, it was, well, it wasn't worth taking offense at, and she should accept that. When had she grown up so touchy? She took out her sketch pad and got to work. I like, I just, I love this here. She Mm -hmm. like reasons it out. She's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, she's when alive. The, I'm still her ward, technically. Right. I, I know. I don't know. It's just, it's great for me because I thought that this could have been written 
um, in a very sticky sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yasna's return could have been and an very antagonistic. Mm-hmm. Right. There could have been a great amount of jealousy exhibited from Yasna, but I'm glad that it's not present. No. At least right now. Um, I was heartened to know that you made it here on your own, Yasna said. I, I apologize for what happened on the wind's pleasure. My lack of foresight caused the deaths of many and doubtless hardship for you, Shalon. Please accept my regret. So there's okay, the first so, moment. Right. She's like, I'm, I'm like really of sorry apology. to hear what happened. Right. But she's not like saying like, you know, she's saying my poor planning. Right. Like had she been a yeah. better planner, had seen it coming, then this wouldn't have happened. Do you wouldn't know what I mean? have happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've done very well, Yasna continued. Imagine my amazement when I reached the Shattered Plains only to discover that the war camp had already relocated to this tower. What you have accomplished is brilliant, child. We will need to speak further, however, about the group that again tried to assassinate me. The Ghostbloods will almost certainly start targeting you now that you've begun progressing toward your final ideals. You're sure it was the Ghostbloods that attacked the ship? Of course I am. She glanced at Shallan, lips turning down. Are you certain you are well enough to be about, child? You seem uncharacteristically reserved. I'm fine. Well, you're displeased because of the secrets I kept. We all need secrets, Brightness. I know this more than anyone. But it would have been nice if you had let us know that you were alive. Here I was assuming I could handle things on my own. Assuming I'd have to handle things on my own. But all that time, you were on your way back to toss everything into the air again. Huh. You were on your way back to toss everything into the air again. That's the one little bit from Shalon that I find a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Shalon had learned to, to do what she needed to do to survive and to, to carry on. And mm-hmm. now that she's figured that out for herself, Gosna's here to kind of mix that everything up again by, you know, she's still the ward and she, maybe she won't be able to pursue the things she wants to pursue because now she's, you know, at, yeah. at the behest of Yasna. It, 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 it does, um, it does change the dynamic and mm-hmm. the two of them are going to have to work it out in conjunction with the others, with mm-hmm. Dalinar and. I do yeah, love the, you've done very well. Imagine my amazement. Like when she, you know, my amazement when she says like, right, it's a brilliant uh, um, child. Yeah. It's brilliant child. Like the, these mm. are very, this is a lot coming from, from Yasna here. It's really great. It is. It is a lot. And in fact, there's, I, I don't, in some ways I, I wish there was a response within, Sh- within Shalon, like her voice, her inner voice, recognizing that charity or right. that, you know, that, that Yasna here is saying quite a bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in terms, like she's telling you that, that you've done well. Yeah, exactly. She's called you brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like I only had the opportunity upon reaching the war camps, Yasna said, and there decided that I couldn't risk it. I was tired and unprotected. If the ghost bloods wished to finish me off, they could have done so at their leisure. I determined that a few more days of everyone believing I was dead would not greatly increase their distress. Right. Okay. So this is deception. This is not the truth. You don't think so? 
Well, not if we, our POV was correct. Well, our POV was that she appeared from Shadesmar somewhere far away. Right. And her and Wit traveled. But yeah. this is saying that she was pretty much alone and unprotected. So maybe Wit did leave her at one point. Or she's lying about having Wit with her and doesn't want anyone else to know that Wit was there. But you're right. Well, there we, is, we all need secrets, right? There's The whole truth isn't being told here. But I think what she is saying is that she couldn't reach out because she didn't want to risk showing who she was. Because if she was, people were trying to assassinate her already, she was alone and unprotected. And even if she was with Wit, Wit is just a talker. Like he's like just a storyteller. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah, they're right. both of them are exposed. She wanted to make sure she was safe before she announced that she was mm. alive, you know, which makes a lot of sense. But we, how did you even survive in the first place? Shalon mm-hmm. asks. Child, I'm an else caller. Let's stop there and, and, and think of, you know, she says brilliant child. She uses the word child. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder when in, in the, in the book, if, if we get that opportunity, when that language will maybe change. change. Yeah. Like or, she'll be, be called radiant or she'll be called a brightness or. Yeah. Like, I, I just wonder if, if she'll, if, uh, Yasna could grow to start calling her something different or if she'll always will be her child. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And if, and, or if she'll always care for her in that way. And like, it feels like not a term of endearment for Shalon, but for Yasna, she's using it as one. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. their signals yeah. are getting crossed a little bit there where yeah. Yasna is actually using it in, in a positive way, but Shalon doesn't read it like that. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, but how did you even survive? Uh, I'm an else caller. Of course, an else caller, brightness, a thing you never explained. A word which no one but the most dedicated scholar of the esoteric would recognize. That explains it perfectly. Yasna smiled for some reason. All radiants have an attachment to Shadesmar, Yasna says. Our spren originate there and our bond ties us to them. But my order has special control over moving between realms. I was able to shift to Shadesmar to escape my would-be assassins. Okay, so she does answer the question. Right. Where were you? I did go to Shadesmar. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, for some reason, I thought her previous questions went unanswered, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. And that helped with the knife in your storming chest? No, but surely by now you've learned the value of a little stormlight when it comes to bodily wounds? Okay, so not only was she able to travel between realms as else callers do. Mm-hmm. She had enough stormlight on her to, to heal, heal her, her wounds, which we know because right. we read that little bonus chapter or whatever yeah yeah um Um, i want to point something out here we talked about these little moments that yasna is letting peek through yeah shalon says of course an else caller brightness a thing you never explain a word which no one but the most dedicated scholar of the esoteric would recognize that explains it perfectly and yasna smiled for some reason the Mm -hmm. reason is that she's missed Shalon and the way that Shalon talks. This like right. witty, quippy way that Shalon talks. Yeah. Shalon's missed that. And I think that's why she smiles here. Yeah. Why, she smiled for some reason. It's because she misses like, her, her sarcastic re- response. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Those those five words is my highlight. Yasna smiled for some reason. Yeah, she she you know she says yeah. I was heartened to hear that you had problems. Uh, you, yeah. you you did really really great in finding Urethiru and leading the people, but that mm-hmm. personal connection between them is in those five words. Yeah, Yasna yeah, smiled for some reason. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, it's really great, dude. It's really good. Yeah. No, I'm glad you 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 stopped us on that. It's great. Um. Yeah, that is delightful. She smiled for some reason, and because it's worded that way, it means that Shalon doesn't understand it yet. She didn't even pick it up. Doesn't yeah. get it. She doesn't realize, but we know because yeah. it's, it's been a long time since she heard Shalon yeah. say, talk to people like that, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's, all, it's not too unlike we smile when our children do things that we enjoy. Right. Like their, their little, you know, responses or reactions to things, you know, and so her being back it's delightful for right Shalon. so that's, something that's that you, good. you know, I love you, it like the d- d- uh distance mates the heart grow fonder type of thing mm-hmm, you know like mm-hmm. the, this kind of response that Shalon gives would ha- would have gotten some kind of like rebuke from Yasna in the past mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you know you don't use your mm-hmm. words it's okay to be witty but it's not okay to be witty for no reason but this in this moment right. Shalon uh, Yasna's not gonna say like you know calm down Shalon she smiles because she's like yeah there she is yeah she smiles and that's her way of her saying i i miss i've right missed you. i missed you too yeah, yeah. i know it's yeah. great dude yeah it's, it's really, really great good. it's really good um she wanted to remain oh yeah okay. and that helped with the knife no but surely you've learned by now the value of a little stormlight when it comes to bodily wounds mm-hmm. of course she had and she could probably have guessed all of this, but for some reason she didn't want to accept that. She wanted to remain annoyed at Yasna. My true difficulty was not escaping, but returning, Yasna said. My powers make it easy to transfer to Shadesmar, but getting back to this realm is no small feat. I had to find a, a transfer point, a place where Shadesmar and our realm touch. Which is far, far more difficult than one might assume. It's like going downhill one way, but uphill to get back. We got the name of a place like this in that secret Yasna chapter. Either Yasna or Wit call it a perpendicularity. Oh, yeah. Right. So that's the name of a place like that that she's describing. Right. Well, perhaps her return would take some pressure off Shalon. Yasna could be brightness radiant and Shalon could be, well, whatever she was. We will need to converse further, Yasna says. I would hear the exact story from your perspective of the discovery of Urethiru, and I assume you have sketches of the transformed parchment? That will tell us much. I believe I once disparaged the use, the usefulness of your artistic skill. I now find reason to call myself foolish for that presumption. Mm. I now find reason. Yeah. Of course it's, it's of course it's useful. Yeah, of you know course what I mean? it is. Yeah. And she was, and she was uh, remiss to think so. Right. Yeah. It's fine brightness, Shalon said with a sigh, still sketching the pillar. I can get you those things, and there is a lot to talk about. But how much of it would she be able to say? How would Yasna react, for instance, to finding that Shalon had been dealing with the ghost bloods? 
Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Right. How is that going to go over? It's not like you're really a part of their organization, Shalon thought to herself. If anything, you're using them for information. Yasna might find that admirable. Shalon still wasn't eager to broach the topic. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's Shalon not eager, or if it's another one of her characters not eager. Mm. I feel lost, Yasna says. Shalon looked up from her sketchbook to find the woman regarding the pillar again, speaking softly as if to herself. For years, I was at the very forefront of all of this, Yasna said. One short stumble and I find myself scrambling to stay afloat. These visions that my uncle is having, the refounding of the radiance in my absence, that windrunner. What do you think of him, Shalon? I find him much as I imagined his order, but I have only met him once. It has all come so quickly. After years of struggling in the shadows, everything coming to light. And despite my years of study, I understand so very little. Shalon continued her sketch. It was nice to be reminded that, for all their differences, there were occasional things that she and Yasna shared. She just wished that ignorance weren't at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. I love this admission from Yasna to Shalon mm-hmm. that I feel mm-hmm. lost. I feel remember, lost. Remember in the beginning of Words of Radiance and Yasna, uh, Shalon like walked in in the cabin and saw Yasna like flustered. And she's like painstakingly going over notes. Right. And she's like, That's right. she doesn't see me and I'm seeing how she's really, really is right now, which is she's worried and she's afraid. And Yasna wouldn't let people see that. The only reason why Shalon saw that was because she saw her in a private moment. Right. This is Yasna literally coming. Yeah. yeah. This is Yasna literally coming out and saying in words, I'm lost. I'm confused. And at, for a while I was the big, at the forefront of all this. And now I feel like I've been left behind. Like this is mm-hmm. something that y- Yasna never would have shared with Shalon back no. in way of Kings or the beginning of words of radiance. Probably but not. now no. she is sharing with her. So mm-hmm. even though she's treating her like a ward, I say there are enough moments in here in this chapter to say that Yasna is one happy to have Shalon with, she- by her side again. And two yes. is willing to open up a little bit more than she was before, I, which is mm-hmm. fucking great, bro. It's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. It's, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it, and it has to be, it's hard to pinpoint just one highlight, but I suppose that's it. It's, it's the lecture. It's the returning right back where they left off. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's not quite the same way that it was. And cause, because as you say, she's learned humility. Yes. Your, your artistic skill has utility. Mm-hmm. Yes, I missed your your quips and your and your sarcastic responses and your quick intellect. Um, and yes, I'm proud that you've done so well in my absence mm-hmm. on your own. But you're still my ward. But you're still my ward. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's I did. That's what really maybe Osna's not is. willing to let that change as well. So much has changed since she's mm-hmm. been gone that maybe mm-hmm. having Shalon as her ward allows her to have some type of stability. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to read into this. It's great. I think there's a lot to read into. I think that Yasna struggles to find equals. Mm -hmm. I think that she, in her life, she has always struggled to find that. Mm -hmm. No ward has ever been good enough. Right. Certainly no partner has ever been a good match Mm -hmm. because she's created a little bit of an island for herself. Right. 
But with, with Shalon, it's different. You know, yeah. there's a bridge there. Hmm. Huh. It always them. gets back yeah. to the bridge, eh? Oh, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, go. my the, my definite highlight is those those five words. The Yasna smile. I think I, I think, think it's really you, great. dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, Thank you. Those five. I yeah, feel that vindicated. smile. But but also what what's so great about, again? I we've already talked about it, but it's so wonderful that Shalon didn't know. She yeah, she smiled for some reason. Right. All these things that we're pointing out, she, she didn't get Shalon's it. not picking. We're picking up on it because we're looking we're, for yeah. it. But Shalon is not picking up on it, which makes no. everything even better, right? It's because better. yeah, because yeah, she's not unaware of it. So yeah, right. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, chapter thirty-four, resistance. It's a good one, dude. What do you think? Um. Well, right off the bat, it is great to be in a vision with Dalinar again, and. It's great to right? be in this vision with Dalinar again, one that we've been in before. Right. Right? Like, and just seeing it from a different perspective is so cool. It is. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like being a spectator this yeah. time. Yeah, almost. It's, or it's, um. Because this is Queen Fen's vision almost. Yeah. She's been thrust into the, the starring role. And Dalinar's just there to see what happens and then hopefully have a conversation with her at the end. And it's really cool. Do the outcomes of these visions get to change based on who experiences them? Well, it does change, right? That's the bizarre thing, don't you think? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, now, <clears throat> the end result is the same, right? The Two Nights okay. Radiant came and, and helped and saved but in Dalinar's version, he tried to mm. protect the the wife and the, the 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 child as much as he could, and then the Knights Radiant saved. And then we'll we'll read this later. Queen Fen literally sacrificed the wife to save the child. Right. And then she ended up rounding up all the townspeople and got them into a fighting force to fight back. Right, Queen Fen. Yeah. Honestly, so it's like yeah, a choose-your-own-adventure pretty... type of scenario. I was just gonna say it's that's what it feels like—a yeah. choose-your-own-adventure. It really, really is, isn't it? You you get to go back and make a different decision. Mm-hmm. It's funny yeah, because Dalinar really cool. keeps trying to tease new information from these visions, and the Stormfather's mm-hmm. like, "You shall not find information," or whatever, like whatever he <laughs> says later. But like, I think it's worth what Dalinar's trying to do because he, he's—you never know what. The Stormfather, or the the honor put in these visions that he didn't realize was going to be important to them. Right. You know what I mean? And I, this time around, I feel like I was Dalinar going back into this vision Mm -hmm. and I found out something brand new from this chapter that I had never seen before. I can't wait to tell you about it. Oh, okay. So you found something new upon revisiting Re-reading this Rereading this just the other day. Oh, this is I, great. Yeah, good, I good, found good. something completely okay. new that I had never, no, I had never made the connection before. Okay, let me see if I can, I, well, it may not resonate with me, but we'll see okay. as we go. Okay, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Okay, well, chapter 34, title Resistance. Okay, very appropriate. We begin the chapter with, I noticed its arrival immediately just as I noticed your many intrusions into my land. The letter back and forth between the two characters. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed its arrival. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's something of a clue there too. Its arrival. Not he, not he. Not their arrival. Yeah. No, no other. It's an it. Yeah. A force or a creature or 
yeah, yeah. could be a force yeah mm. that's that's fair um just as i noticed your many intrusions into my land right who are we talking about here we, uh, we, we don't know man okay it is time the storm father said all went dark around dalinar and he entered a place between his world and the visions, a place with a black sky and an infinite floor of bone-white rock. Shapes made of smoke seeped through the stone ground and then rose around him, dissipating. Common things like a chair or a vase, mm -hmm. a rock bud, but sometimes people. I have her. The Stormfather's voice shook this place, eternal and vast. The Thalen Queen, my storm, hits her city now. Good, says Dalinar. Please give her the vision. Fen was to see the vision with the night's radiant falling from the sky, come to deliver a small village from a strange and monstrous force. Dalinar wanted her to see the night's radiant firsthand, as they had once been righteous and protecting. Mm -hmm. As they had once been, right. Mm -hmm. It's funny because it's, it's, he wants her to have this experience of seeing the importance of the night's radiant. And what ends up happening is that's not what she really experiences. No. No. Yeah. In fact, well, and there you go. That there's maybe a little bit we can talk about in terms of the first bit of resistance that we're getting. He wants her to see this. Right. Not quite what you get. She there's ends up being the one there. who is righteous and protecting. Right. Yeah. Kind of a hard sell. Like, like let's, let's, uh, I need to sell people on the return of the night's radiant. Yeah. But when Queen Fen takes things into her own hands and appears to outperform. Right. Where's the value in the return of the night's radiant? Right. I didn't really need them. I got all the townspeople right. to arm up. I know. With their pitchforks I, and stuff. And I, it, I yeah. was, I'm glad that we were talking about that. Cause that was what I was thinking too. Um, Stormfather replies, where shall I put her? The same place that you put me the first time, Dalinar says, in the home with the family. And you? I'll observe, then talk to her after. You must be part of events, the Stormfather said. One thing we've never talked about, I don't know if we've ever talked about it. Why should the voice of the Stormfather never be in um, quotations? Because I think it's... Always capital. I think it's because it tr it transcends regular mm -hmm. speech because it just appears in you. You know, he's not sure. actually the Stormfather's not talking to him. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's mm. conveying what he wants to Dalinar through Dalinar, and the reason why it's all like it's all like capitalized mm. the way it is, I think, is because it's like it conveys that. You must be part of events like this, like <laughs> earth shattering voice inside right. of him kind of thing, you know, <laughs> maybe we, you and I should be investigating ways to make our voices deeper. Maybe <laughs> like vocal surgery. <laughs> vocal surgery. <laughs> so I'll never be able to do Renarin voice again. I I'll try retain. and it'll be like, yeah, <laughs> can I, need some can lower, I help lower you father? Lower. <laughs> lower. Just low. I can't, I can't go any lower. I can't go any lower. Um, Okay, and you, I'll observe, then talk to her after. You must be part of events, the Stormfather said. You must take the role of someone. This is how it works. Okay, this is how it works. Right. It functions, in, these visions function, you must take the role of someone. 
in order to be in the vision. Fine, pick someone. But if possible, make Fen see me as myself and let me see her. So they can identify each other in the vision, right? Each other, yeah. And can you help me with this? Sorry. And can you let me keep this? I'd rather not have to fight with the poker again. Yeah, that's really Referring cool. to his sword at his side. Stormfather rumbled in annoyance, but did not object. The place of endless white stone faded. This white stone, it's kind of... It, and, and it's endless. Mm-hmm. It's like this place in between places. It kind of feels a bit like the Matrix. It, it does a little bit. Yeah, it kind of feels like, like that. Uh, you know what it felt like to me? It felt like that scene loading at the your end programs. of um, <laughs> Deathly Hollows when Harry and Dumbledore are talking at King's Cross Station. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like just barely King's Cross Station and just kind of white. Right. It kind of makes me right. think of that too. Right. Um, what was that place, Dalinar asks? It is no place. Hmm. But everything else in these visions is real. So why is why is it that it is no place? The Stormfather repeats. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get more of that in between place? Well, he tells it. He, he says it right here. Right. He explains it right yeah, here. Yeah. Dalinar fell silent. I imagined it. The Stormfather said more softly, as if he were admitting something embarrassing. All things have a soul, a vase, a wall, a chair. And when a vase is broken, it might die in the physical realm, but for a time its soul remembers what it was. So all things die twice. Its final death is when men forget it was a vase, and think only of the pieces. I imagine the vase floating away, then its form dissolving into the nothingness. Isn't this cool? Yeah. And Dalinar's like, I'd never heard the Stormfather be so philosophical before. Right. Right. (laughs) Dalinar found himself hurtling through the air. Flailing his arms, he shouted in panic. First moon's violet light bathed the ground far below. Oh yeah, first moon's violet light. Yeah, I I keep wanting to bring color back into this and try to Mm -hmm. figure out, you know, like the first moon is like our... Are Evie's eyes violet? I think they are. I don't remember, actually. They might be green. Mm. Yeah, they might be green. Mm. His stomach lurched and his clothes flapped in the wind. He continued yelling until he realized that he wasn't actually getting closer to the ground. He was flying. Actually, they're, this, um, is, this is great. Her eyes are like a golden, like... A light golden color. Okay, Evie's eyes. Yeah, they match her hair, that like golden sheen from the uh, oh, rally okay. and the, yeah. Okay, so what about Navani? What about uh, Yasna? Navani is uh, violet. Yasna is violet. And I get that. I think they get that hmm. from Gavilar. Or, or I think, she, I don't know, actually. I think Nav- uh, Yasna gets that from, from Navani for her purple. They like the, the violet eyes. Violet eyes, yeah. Okay, um, he was flying. This is, <laughs> this is great. His body was glowing, stormlight streaming off of him. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel like he was holding it, though. No raging inside his veins, no urge to action. He shielded his face from the wind and looked forward. A radiant flew ahead in blue armor that glowed. The man was looking back at Dalinar. Dalinar saluted him to indicate he was all right. The armored man nodded. He's a windrunner, Dalinar thought. I've taken the place of his companion, the female Radiant. 
He'd seen these two in the vision before. They were flying to save the village. Dalinar wasn't moving under his own power. The Windrunner had lashed the female Radiant into the sky, as Zeth had done to Dalinar during the Battle of Narak. Mm-hmm. This is cool. It's really cool. I think, and I also think it's cool that, that he takes the place of one of the Radiants. Yeah. I mean, I it, really love it. it. It makes sense that he would take a, take the place of one of the, of the two of them, right? Mm-hmm. Because like he has to be involved, but the Stormfather is right. also not going to make him the kid or the mom. Right. Right. He yeah. wants Queen Fen to experience this thing without Dalinar being there. So the only, one of the only other players is the Knight's Radiance, right? The Radiance. He was wearing an unfamiliar brown uniform. But why didn't he have a shard plate? In the vision, the woman had worn a set that glowed amber. Was this the result of the Stormfather trying to make him look like himself to Fen? Mm-hmm. Dalinar still didn't know why Radiant Plate glowed, while modern Shard Plate did not. Was the Ancient Plate living somehow, like Radiant Blades lived? Oh man, I can't wait to find out more about Plate. It's funny is because it we, this, we were just talking about Plates, remember? We were just yeah. talking about how we didn't really know no. about Plates very much, and then now no. <laughs> Sanderson is revealing things little bit by little bit. Little bit by little, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Perhaps he could find out from that radiant ahead. Yeah. It questions to ask this other mm-hmm. radiant. Mm-hmm. I would too. Yeah, for sure. Um, how far away are we? Delinar asks. Not long now, the man shouts back, voice echoing inside his helm. I think something might be wrong with my armor, Delinar shouted to him. I can't make my helm retract. In response, the other radiant made his vanish. Dalinar caught sight of a puff of light or mist. Beneath the helm, the man had dark skin and curly black hair, and his eyes glowed blue. Retract your helm, he shouted. You haven't summoned your armor yet. You had to dismiss it so I could lash you. Oh, Dalinar thought. I mean earlier. It wouldn't vanish when I wanted it to. (laughs) Yeah, nice cover up there, Dalinar. (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's... (laughs) <laughs> we're all fine down here well fine how are you yeah how are you yeah um talk to hark <laughs> tark talk to harkalen or to your spren the windrunner frowns this will be a problem sorry will this be a problem for our mission i like this i, lo- I love the uh i like this response yeah talk to your spren you know, then yeah it's it's practical advice, and it's like, is this going to be an issue? Because if so, let me know. Yeah, because we can't, like, yeah, because I have to know whether or not you're going to be fully armed for this. Yeah, yeah. or you, you might need replacement. <laughs> right. Or we may I have to change partner. our tactics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Dalinar shouted, but it distracted <laughs> me. Tell me again how we know where to go and what we know of the things we're going to fight. <laughs> he winced at this response. Let me... <laughs> Also, hey, uh, can you tell me who I am and who my yeah. mother is? And yeah, and what day me, it is? And are we are we like together, <laughs> you and me? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> he winced at how awkward that's. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty awkward, Dalinar. So now we know that Dalinar's persuasion checks are not. He's not uh, very not good. Landing. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Just be ready to pack me up against the midnight essence. Sorry, to, yeah, to back me up against the Midnight Essence and use regrowth on any wounded. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So this that's cool. This one that so he's in has the power of regrowth. One of their surges is regrowth, and obviously right. the other one, one of their surges is the lashings to be able to make people fly. Right. So we it gives us a little bit of an idea of where their power sets lie. You will find difficulty getting useful answers, son of honor. The Stormfather rumbled. These do not have souls or minds. They are recreations forged by honor's will and do not have the memories of the real people. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Well, surely we can learn things, Dalinar asks. They were created to convey only certain ideas. Further pressing will merely reveal the thinness of the facade. I like that. So... Another interesting little detail, and again, I'm not really sure why, it appears that he's conversing with the Stormfather, right? Mm-hmm. So then, why is the voice in italics and not capitalized? <laughs> I, I think, truthfully, I think because they're in a vision right now, the Stormfather's trying to be quiet. So it's just, it's, it's <laughs> a, so, the, so the italics is like a quiet voice? Yeah, like voice. earlier, I, I don't know, I, I, I think it's like earlier, it's like, you must be part of events, and then yeah, now yeah. it's like, you're going to find difficulty getting them useful answers. <laughs> Super quiet, <laughs> yeah. get out of here. Um, okay. Um, so the memories of the real people, surely we can learn things. They were created, this brought up memories of the fake city Dalinar had visited in his first vision. Right. The destroyed version of Kolinar that was more prop than reality. But there had to be things he could learn, things that Honor might not have intended, but had included by chance. Yeah, I like this. I like that. Me too. Just because the Stormfather's saying there's not going to be anything useful by uh, talking to people in here, Dalinar's like, actually, you may not even, like, the, the Honor and Stormfather might not realize there might be something useful. Right. Because we're not going to know there's nothing useful until we exhaust every avenue of searching these visions for things, something useful. And that's why he brings up, I really need to get Navani and Yasna in these visions because he right. trusts them to m maybe have better questions because he like winced right. at his own way of doing things earlier. Navani yeah. and Yasna will be smarter enough to know how to do this. 100%. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome I absolutely, too. I absolutely want Navani and Yasna or Shalon in this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in these visions. Yeah. Be amazing. Or like Lopin. No, I don't know. I was just throwing another guy out there. Sure. Well, I don't know. Hey, uh, Gancho, something's <laughs> wrong with my be, helmet. Be, be my first pick, but okay. Yeah. Um, I need to get Navani Yasna in here. Let them pick at these recreations. Yes, you need a versatilian in there. Yeah. You need, uh, and even, and Nivani is a brilliant and, you know, sort of a s science mind too. Right. There could be something in there too. Last time in this vision, Dalinar had taken the place of a man named Heb, a husband and father who had defended his family with only a fireplace poker for a weapon. He remembered his frantic struggle with a beast of oily midnight skin. He had fought, bled, agonized. He'd spent what seemed like an eternity trying and eventually failing to protect his wife and daughter. Okay, so this is when I had my moment of realization. Right here. Right here. Okay, so just previously okay. in a, a couple of paragraphs before, he says uh -huh. just re the, the Night Radiant says just be ready to back me up against the, against the Midnight Essence. Midnight Essence, yeah. Which is the beasts that they fight. Right. And then... 
the description of what they are yes was right here struggle beast with a oily. beast of oily midnight skin and then i'm like wait a minute didn't shalon the colin brothers and bridge four just fight creations that were like midnight oily skin yeah from and uh, these things, fear right yeah and then these things yeah. are called midnight essence essence yeah and she's called the midnight mother right so i'm thinking that these creatures that they're fighting in this vision are Rasha fears like minions she created the in midnight yeah, essences not, back in yeah. this time of desolation it's it's it sounds very probable <laughs> dude i've just given myself like the biggest of goosebumps ever i i don't know if this is true and i haven't is, looked it up online or anything i okay. just i i I, th I think this might be true i think you i think you've got it okay so makes, i'm gonna throw it out perfect sense I'm going to throw it out to the listeners now. I'm not going to look it up on sure. Google. I'm going to, I, mm -hmm. I've been really liking this, this, uh, uh, listener interaction we've been doing. So when this episode comes out and you hear this, if you think I'm mm. right in my guesstimation that the midnight mother might be behind the creation of these midnight essences, please, uh, uh, send us, um, a message and let us know if, if you think that I'm right. If you think I'm wrong, I don't want to hear from you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> or any further corroboration in the uh, yeah. If, if the, you are, if text. you have any other explanation for what could be happening, if mm -hmm. the, maybe the midnight essence is just a, being on its own and it's not connected to the midnight mother, you know, reach out as well. But I think this is right, man. I really, I really, really do. I think you've got it, and I didn't catch that. The description is too bang on. Of course, it's bang on, and of course, it uses the. the I mean, what else could it be? The midnight she's the mother, midnight, the midnight mother essence. because she births right. these things. Yeah. These Midnight essences. So even though these beasts are known as midnight essences, I, I bet mm -hmm. you the things they fought, all these people that the Midnight Mother made, these replicants of Navani and Dalinar and all these people that they fought, those yeah. also would have been categorized as midnight essence. Midnight essence. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool, right? Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Points yeah, for I me, love I think. It. As, as, hey, good job, Batman. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> Um, okay. Last time in the vision, Dalinar taking the place of a man, failing to protect his wife. Such a personal memory. False though it was, he had lived it. In fact, seeing the small town ahead made emotions well up inside Dalinar. It was a painful irony that he should have, that he should have such vivid feelings about this place, these people, when his memories of Evie were still so shadowy and confused. Yeah, so mm -hmm. he 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 has a more sort of intimate connection, if you will, with this with these visions right. more so than he does with the memories of his with wife. his own his memories. Person. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. The Windrunner slowed Dalinar by grabbing his arm, and they drew to a stop in midair, hovering above the rocky flats outside the village. There, the Windrunner pointed in a, to a field around the town, where weird black creatures were swarming oily skin that reflected the moonlight. Mm -hmm. While they moved on all sixes, they were like no natural animal. They had spindly legs like a crab's, but a bulbous body and a sinuous head, featureless except for a slit of a mouth bristling with black teeth. Very ferocious, these things, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it, it really reminds me of... Oh, um, it says it right here. What's that? Shalon had faced the source of these things deep beneath Urithiru. 
Huh. I didn't even see what that is? the first time. Dalinar had slept a little less secure each night since, knowing that one of the unmade had been hidden in the bowels of the tower. Were the other eight similarly lurking nearby? Maybe which, the, which, <laughs> that's which really funny. Are, are, Maybe that's why I was like, oh my God, the Midnight Essences is because the book told me. It's like subliminally, I... That's really funny. What, ch- what chapter are, are, are you reading from just now? I'm reading right from where you are. It says they had spindly leg legs like crabs, but a yeah. bulbous body and a sinuous head, featureless except right. for a slit of a mouth bristling with black teeth. Black and then teeth, it says yeah. Shalon had faced the source of these things deep beneath Urithiru. Right. So it confirms. Sanderson literally told me. I didn't discover it. Sanderson <laughs> told me. And then I'm like, guys, guess what? I figured this awesome thing out. Well, now I feel even more silly that I didn't because it tells you right there. Yeah, it, it tells you right it. there. That is so funny. Okay, so now everyone, please, if you're going to write in, <laughs> write in and tell us, tell me how crazy dumb I am for not having realized that he subliminally told me something. That's really funny. Dalinar had slept a little less secure each night since, knowing that one of the unmade had been hidden in the bowels of the tower where the other eight were the other eight similarly lurking nearby. That's really funny. Yeah. I thought I made like this really awesome discovery. And it was confirmed right there. That's funny. <laughs> All we had to do was read the next sentence. Yo, dude, that might be the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in this show. That's really funny. <laughs> I'll go down first, the Windrunner says, and draw their attention. You make for the town and help the people there. You'll drop in about 30 seconds. The man's helm materialized, then he plunged toward the monsters. Dalinar remembered that the descent from the vision, like a falling star, had come to rescue Dalinar and the family. How, Dalinar whispered to the Stormfather, how do we get the armor? Speak the words. Which words? You will know, or you will not. Mm-hmm. Great. <clears throat> so Dalinar saw no sign of Taffa or Seely, the family he'd protected. In his version, they'd been out here, but their flight had been his doing. He couldn't be sure how the vision had played out this time. He hadn't planned this very well, had he? In his mind's eye, he anticipated getting to Queen Fen and helping her along, making sure she wasn't in too much danger. Instead, he'd wasted time flying here. Stupid. He needed to learn to be more specific with the Stormfather. <laughs> yeah. This kind of reminds me of being specific when you're, you know, dealing with a... Like with a, a wish. With a genie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. right. Yeah, it's totally true. Okay, so Dalinar began to descend in a controlled float. He had some idea of how the Windrunner surges worked together. Mm -hmm. Just as he touched down, the feeling of lightness left him, and the stormlight rising from his skin puffed away. And this left him as much less of a target in the darkness than the other Radiant, who glowed like a brilliant blue beacon. Mm -hmm. With a grand shard blade... As he fought the Midnight Essence. Right. Because he, so that must look so amazing. Yeah. Um, so he's currently not glowing as no. the counterpart. Yeah, because he's right. just like okay. in his like non-shard plate gear. Right. 
Dalinar crept through the town, his common side sword feeling frail compared to a shard blade, but at least it wasn't an iron poker this right. time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he fought with an iron poker and a table leg last time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, the table leg. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the creatures scrambled by on the main thoroughfare, but Dalinar hid beside a boulder until they passed. Wow. He easily identified the proper house, which had a small barn out back. Nestled against the stone cliff, he crept up and found that the barn wall had been ripped open. He remembered finding in there, or sorry, hiding in there with Steely, then fleeing as a monster attacked. The barn was empty, so he headed for the house, which was much finer, made of creme bricks, and it seemed only one family lived in it. That would be an oddity, wouldn't it? Space was at a premium in lates. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Some of his assumptions obviously didn't hold in this era. In Althkar, a fine wooden mansion would be a symbol of wealth. Here, however, many of the other houses were of wood. I feel like Sanderson's trying to tell us something with that, but I don't know what. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, uh, homes have been destroyed and then they've had to find more wood. And then homes get destroyed and they have to find more wood. And because things aren't getting replanted, trees and all that kind of stuff are more spare, sparse every time a desolation oh, okay. hits. Right. So now in his time, if your home is made of wood, it's because you're rich and you have a lot of money to be able to get that wood. Whereas back in the day, there was more wood available because they didn't have to keep rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding because it's right. early, early, early on kind of thing. Dalinar slipped into the house, feeling increasingly worried. Fen's real body couldn't be harmed by what happened in the vision, but she could still feel the pain. Mm -hmm. So while the injuries might not be real, her, her anger at Dalinar certainly would be. Yeah, for sure. He could, he could ruin any chance of her listening to him. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's already given up on listening, he assured himself. Navani agreed. This vision couldn't make things worse. And that's true. You might as well She's try. Already, she already pushed him away. Yep. Yeah. He felt in his uniform's pocket and was pleased to find some gemstones. A radiant would have stormlight. He took out a small diamond the size of a pebble and used its white light to inspect the room. Oh, man, I love these gemstones mm -hmm. as being like flashlights and things like that. It's, it's so just cool. so great. Yeah. The table had been overturned. Chairs scattered. The door hung open and creaked softly in a breeze. And there was no sign of Queen Fen, but Taffa's body lay face down near the hearth. She wore a single-piece brown dress, now in tatters, down on her side, sheathing a sword and kneeling to gently touch her back in a spot unraked by the monster's claws. Mm -hmm. It's not real, he told himself. Not now. This woman lived and died thousands of years ago, but it still hurt to see her. He walked to the swinging door and stepped outside into the night where howls and cries rang from the, from the town. Mm -hmm. He strode quickly down the roadway, feeling a sense of urgency, but not just urgency, impatience. Seeing Taffa's corpse had changed something. He was not a confused man trapped in a nightmare, as he'd feared when first visiting this place. Why was he sneaking? These visions belonged to him. He should not fear their contents. I like that. 
Me too. I, it's like he's taking control. Like he wants to take control of it. Right. He shouldn't be afraid well, here. Right. What I think is even f- in- incredible is that Queen Fen gets that right away. Yeah, right away. You're right. I'm not going to be fearful here. No. I'm going to take control of this. Yeah, I, I really like it too. I don't know. Queen uh, Fen is, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I feel like this um, uh, expands on your <clears throat> Matrix thing that you said earlier about the White Room was mm-hmm. like the Matrix. And here he's like, actually, you know what? I control this place. Right. This is my place. These visions are mine. I have mine. more influence here yeah. than, than I, than I, I think should, I, I should give myself the influence. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little bit like Neo where he's all like, wait a minute, I can, I can control what happens in the matrix. Yeah. There yeah. is no spoon. There's, yeah, right. there is, there is no shard spoon. Well, there is one, but it's all the way in his ear right now. Probably Don't eating make pancakes. me use my shard spoon on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh. Why was he sneaky? One of the creatures scuttled out of the shadows. Dalinar drew in stormlight as it leaped and bit at his leg. Pain flared up, up his side, but he ignored it, and the wound re-knit. Oh, man, I love that phrasing. Yeah. Re-knit. Yeah. That's awesome. He glanced down as the creature lunged again with similar lack of results. It scurried backwards a few paces, and you could sense confusion in its posture. This was not how its prey was supposed to act. Mm -hmm. You don't eat the corpses, Dalinar said to it. You kill for pleasure, don't you? I often think of how Spren and man are so different, but this we share. We can both murder. The unholy thing came at him again, and Dalinar seized it in both hands. The body felt springy to the touch, like a wineskin filled to bursting. He He painted the writhing monster with stormlight. Again, I love the way that's described. Yeah. He painted the monster with stormlight. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'd love that. And spun. And also I got to think in the language he painted, it's like Shallan, right? Yeah. There's, there's always a little bit there, right? When they dr- draw stormlight. Yeah. Right. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And spun hurling, hurling it toward a nearby building. The creature hit the wall back first and stuck there several feet above the ground, legs scrambling. <laughs> I Don't love you it. love this? Yeah, I love it when he uses adhesion, dude. It's so good. Oh, adhesion, it's sort of similar to telekinesis in a way. Like, yeah, or a it's, bit. it's hold, uh, hold person. Yeah. It's, and you just got this really writhing cool. creature against the wall. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Dalinar continued on his way. He simply cut through the next two creatures that came for him. Their disjointed bodies twitched, black smoke leaking from their carcasses. What is that light? It danced in the night ahead, growing stronger, harsh orange, flooding the entire, the uh, the end of the street. He didn't remember a fire from before. Were homes burning? Dalinar approached and found a bonfire, flickering with flame spread, built of furniture, surrounded by dozens of people holding brooms and crude picks, men and women alike armed with whatever they could find, Mm -hmm. even an iron poker or two. Judging by the fear spren gathered around them, the townspeople were terrified. There were children at the center near the fires as they frantically defended themselves from the midnight monsters. A figure near the fire commanded from the top of a box. Fen's voice had no accent. To Dalinar, her shouts seemed to be in perfect alethi. In the strange way of these visions, everyone present was actually speaking and thinking in an ancient language. Right. 
how did she manage this so quickly? Yeah. You know, Queen Fen for MVP. Yeah, I mean, dude. She comes into this vision, mm-hmm. you know, takes control, rallies a town, puts the vulnerable in the best position to be defended, mm-hmm. and is attacking the Midnight Essences with everything possible. Right. All resources have been gathered and are being utilized. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's she has bested Dalinar in Dalinar's first attempt. When when we when we get Dalinar's um I guess his version of this vision, mm-hmm. he's not so resourceful. Well, you know what's really funny is <clears throat> what? I feel like this gets back to the conversation that Dalinar and Teravangian mm-hmm. had and what you're okay. willing to do for the greater good. Right. And Dalinar with his visions he was not willing to let either the mom or the daughter, the, the, the child Taffa die or the mom right. Taffa or the child die. So he tried to protect them on right. his own so he could save those people. At the right. end here, Fen is going to admit that she let the mom die in order to help the greater good. Yeah. So th- these are two separate philosophies on how to help people. Very much so. Right. And even though Queen Fen succeeded in helping all these people in the town, she also let that little girl's mom die to do mm-hmm. it, to get away and to, and to, to start this little, you know. What happened to the child? I forget. Well, now. she says, can I see the rest of the, at the end, she says, can I see the rest of the oh, vision yeah. to see what happens to the child? Right. So the t- child does survive it. But right. at the expense of the mother, and in Dalinar's version, he didn't help the townspeople, but he saved both the mother and the child. So it's a little bit, it shows a little bit different of their mentality of what they're willing to do Sorry, to save people. In Dalinar's version, he saved the, the wife the and The mom and both... the daughter both were saved, but he didn't help the townspeople. So who knows what happened to the townspeople? But in Queen Fen's version, right. she sacrifices the mum Sacrifice to get the, the daughter to the town and, and rally the townspeople. So in right. her version, she sacrificed the few to help the many. And for, in Dalinar's version, he was really more mm. concerned about the people closest to him. Oh, this is so... Uh, it's cool, right? Com- it's, it's so good. But the, what makes it so delicious is how... Um, What's the right word? Um, how reasonable both approaches are. For sure. Or how. For sure. Yeah. And that's what makes it so confusing. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, isn't there a better path? Isn't there just one path? Right. The answer is no. No, no there's not. Yeah. No, there's not one path. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, this is amazing. Um, okay. Complicated, but amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the speaking the, the ancient language, how did she manage this so quickly? Yeah. How did she? Yeah. Well, it might have something to do with that. She's a competent queen. She yeah. is queen. However, She know. knows how to talk to people. She knows the right, right words to say. Knows how to take stock of a situation mm-hmm. and, you know, just begin doing the important just work. A, a born leader. A born In leader. any situation she's going to lead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fen. Dalinar remained on the outskirts of the battle until a dramatic figure in glowing blue swept down upon the scene. The Windrunner made short work of the remaining creatures. Mm -hmm. At the end, he saved a glare for Dalinar. What are you doing standing there? Why haven't you helped? 
Dalinar says, I... Well, sorry, we'll have words about this when we return. Go help the wounded. Dalinar followed the, the gesture, but walked toward Fen instead of the wounded. Some of the townspeople huddled and wept, though others exulted in survival, cheering and holding up their improvised weapons. Oh, I love it. It even says improvised weapons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. He'd seen these uh, after effects of a battle before. The welling up of emotions came in a variety of ways. The bonfire's heat caused Dalinar's brow to sweat. Smoke churned in the air, reminding him of the place he'd been before he'd fully entered this vision. He'd always loved the warmth of an actual fire. Remember? We've talked about this, right? We talked about this. The blacks, yeah. the, bla- the Blackthorn did not see the point of an actual flame, a candle, when you had stormlight. And right. now... You know, He'd the Fabrialists the, the Fabrialists have created gemstones that give off heat, and twice now he said he's all, he always loved the 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 warmth of an actual fire. I think it's right. just a, a, a tiny little thing in there to show the difference between the Blackthorn and this new man that he's become, this Dalinar yeah. Polin. Well, and and I would I would even maybe go further to say that he'd always loved he'd always meaning prior to the Blackthorn. Maybe he did love the warmth of the fire then. Yeah. Yeah. And then he became the Blackthorn and then he's shed the Blackthorn. Right. Yeah, that's true too. Like when he was younger in his younger days, as a boy, he always loved the warmth of the fire, but then the Blackthorn took over and then he thought Stormlight and power was the only thing that- power, the gemstones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool, dude. I like that too. I like that reading. Wielding the spren uh, to our will. Yeah. Um- He'd always loved the warmth of an actual fire dancing with flamespren, so eager to burn themselves out and die. Hmm. <laughs> That's less nice. <laughs> That's less, <laughs> so eager. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about oh. the flamespren. Oh, isn't it wonderful how they burn out and die over and over again? That's, yeah. that's great. And no, new ones be born, right? <laughs> new ones are born to, to do the same. And Fen was over a foot shorter than Dalinar, with an oval face, yellow eyes, and white Thalen eyebrows. Okay, so she's right. That's right. She's, she's the queen the th- of Risen and her Babsk. Her right. Her Babsk. There it is. Babsk. Yeah. She did not braid her gray hair like an Alethi woman would have, but instead let it fall down to cover her shoulders. The vision had given her a simple shirt and trousers to wear, the costume of the man she'd replaced, though she'd found a glove for her safe hand. Mm-hmm. Now the Blackthorn himself shows up, she says. Damnation, this is a strange dream. Not quite a dream, Fen, Dalinar says, looking back towards the Radiant, who had charged a small group of midnight monsters. I don't know if I have time to explain. I can slow it down, one of the villagers said in the Stormfather's voice. Yes, please, Dalinar said. Everything stopped, or slowed greatly. The bonfire's flames shimmered lethargically, and the people slowed to a crawl. Dude, mm-hmm. I loved this when mm-hmm. I first read this. This right? is so cool. Um, Dalinar was unaffected, as was Fen. He sat down on a box beside the one Fen stood on, and she hesitantly settled down next to him. Hesitantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a very she's like, strange on, dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how is this possible? The slowing down moment? Well, uh, the Stormfather really can kind of control I want to try it. to get clear. 
It's, is it Stormfather that's yeah. slowing this down yeah, for them? Yeah, I'm pretty to sure. Because he, um, okay. he, he asks, right? Mm-hmm. I One can of the slow villagers said in the Stormfather's voice. Voice. Yeah, right. I can slow it down. Hmm. So does that mean that the other characters in this vision are all being played by the Stormfather? Kind of. He has control of everybody else. He's, he's the DM in this, in this role-playing scenario. Dude. Right? These players are going in this vision. They have to play a character. They have to play a, a right. PC. And then the DM, the Stormfather, is playing mm-hmm. all, the, uh, all, the, all the NPCs. Oh, this is just getting more delicious as we go. That's great. <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it that way, but Truthfully, that's I hadn't really saw, thought of it until I just said it out of my mouth right now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, a very strange dream. I assumed I was dreaming myself when I first saw the vision, says Dalinar. When they kept happening, I was forced to acknowledge that no dream is this crisp or this logical. In no dream could we be having this conversation. Right. In every dream I've experienced, what happened felt natural at the time. That's her response. Right. Which makes sense. Then you, then you will know the difference when you wake. I can show many more of these visions to you, Fen. They were left for us by, he pauses, a being with some interest in helping us survive the desolations. So he does not want to say the almighty right. or honor. <laughs> he thinks for a minute and thinks, what do I need to say that will... What's the bare minimum of information well, I what... can convey here? Because he says bare best minimum... not to get into the heresy of the moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. The her- but again, it's what she needs to hear. Right. She doesn't want to hear a bunch of no, mumbo jumbo. The Thalans about... believe in the passions anyways, right? They're, they're less. Well, that's my point. They might have they, some they don't want to... born traditions in them, but they're, they more believe in these things, the passion. So let's not talk about him, him. Let's not talk about honor and the almighty right now, because it's not important. Well, not only is it not important, but it's not going to bring her closer to right. him. Right. So he has to change his language to build that bridge. Right. No, you're to right. To get. Yeah. If one isn't persuasive enough, I understand I'm dense enough that I didn't trust them for months. Are they all this invigorating? She asks. This was the most powerful of them to me. He looked at her. You did better than I did. Ah, he admits it. Yeah. That's good, Delinar. But he he says here, I worried only about Taffa and her daughter. But just right. getting, uh, ended up getting them surrounded by monsters anyways. So he did get them surrounded, but then the two Knights Radiant came down and came saved down. the day, which they right. were always going, were going to, he just had to la- survive with the family long enough for them to come to save the day. Right. Wouldn't it be interesting to find out that in his original vision, when the other two came down to save him, that it was someone else experiencing the vision? Yeah, that's funny, eh? I don't know if that's po- uh, would have been possible no, because no one else was allowed not. to have the visions. Right. Right. The only other person before this was Gavilar. Gavilar had the visions right. before. It would be interesting to see what Gavilar did during this vision though. That would be really yeah. interesting. Maybe, maybe we'll get that someday. Maybe the Stormfather will tell us what Gavilar did in that vision and how he did sure. things differently. That would mm-hmm. be really cool. Um, Fen says, I let the woman die. I ran with the child. And let the thing kill her. Used her almost as bait. She looked to Dalinar, eyes haunted. What was your purpose in this, Colin? You imply you have power over these visions. Why did you trap me in this one? Honestly, I just wanted to talk to you. 
Send me a storming letter. In person, Fen, he nodded, toward the gathering townspeople. You did this. You organized the town. Pitted them against the enemy. It's remarkable. You expect me to accept that you will turn your back on the world in a similar moment of need? Don't be dense, she says. My kingdom is suffering. I'm seeing to my people's needs. I'm not turning my back on anyone. Dalai so like she, to her. she, I just want yeah. to point out that she's like, I let the woman die. She said softly. Yeah, I know. Like she regrets I it. I, I used, used her almost as bait and she did it because it was what was good for them and the townspeople at the moment, but she does regret it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to draw a line to Teravangian here because he does, even though he is an evil fuck who has done really bad things, he does seem to regret it. At least the compassionate and empathetic version of him that is not brilliant and smart regrets some of the things the smart version of him has done. Um, And in Queen Fen, who is not these two kind of different personalities in one, she is like a brilliant leader who also feels for the sacrifices she has to make. So she does, she does feel for it. But what I I think I love most about what, happens here with us being able to think about how Dalinar played out the vision and Mm -hmm. how Queen Fen does. Mm -hmm. Queen Fen ultimately chooses the loyalty of the people. Right. Like her, her loyalty is to her people. Dalinar, those closest to him. Right. Wife and child. Right. It's, it's nice actually. It's, and again, neither is wrong. No, it's true. Like, you know what I mean? It, well, using the, 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 using someone as bait in order to get away, like you, it's you making a conscious decision mm-hmm. that your sacrifice, you're putting that person in greater danger. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to bring it, it up again to show that yes, she yeah. made the hard choice, but she does have compassion for the loss for the sacrifice. of the mother. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I know there's probably, it's probably no different in the way that, uh, you know, um, war is conducted. Right. Right. Um, but again, it's, it's harsh, but it's, it's, it's really great. Um, what was your purpose in this to talk to you? Well, send me a letter. It's remarkable. You did so much better than me. Don't be dense. My kingdom's suffering. I'm seeing to my people's needs. I'm not turning my back on anyone. Fine. Dalinar looked at her and pursed his lips, but said nothing. Fine. She snaps. Fine. Colin, you want to dig into it for, um, dig into it for real? Tell me this, you really expect me to believe that the Storming Knights Radiant are back and that the Almighty chose you, a tyrant and a murderer, to lead them? Oh man, Fen- Queen Fen, I loved this mm-hmm. from her. Gives me goosebumps. Remember when they so talked- So direct. Mm-hmm. When they talked on the span read, she spoke very mm-hmm. um, upfront. She was herself. And then when yep. she stopped engaging, she became formal and, and very political. queenly, right? And yep. she's not mm-hmm. being that right now. She's being her. She's this staying her. straight up. You really fucking think that I'm going to let right. you, a tyrant and a murderer, come into my city with soldiers? You must be fucking crazy. You must be crazy. Yeah. 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 In response, Dalinar stood up and drew in Stormlight. His skin began to glow with luminescent smoke drifting from his body. If you wish proof, I can persuade you. Incredible though it seems, the Radiants have returned. And of the second part? Yes, there is a new storm and perhaps new manifestations of power. Fine. What I don't accept is that you, Dalinar Colon, 
have been told by the Almighty to lead us. I have been commanded to unite. A mandate from God, the very same argument the hierocracy used for seizing control of the government? What about Sadius the Sunmaker? He claimed he had a calling from the Almighty too. Oh. Mm. Did we get that before? Um, that he had a calling similar? Well, I mean, it's not unlike, you know, political tyrants or even just normal people to say that they had a calling from God oh. in order to make right what they were doing, right? Right. Justify, right. And use something like a vision like this right. to legitimize. God told yeah, me I should run right. for governor. Right. Did he really? That's weird. Man. Because he was talking to me at the same time, and I don't think he's got two phones. <laughs> Can you imagine if it all got reduced to that? Please hold. <laughs> no, but if, no, if Dalinar, if it's all just a power grab at the end of it. Yeah. That, you know. Well, we how, know how, how that Dalinar, we know that Dalinar is having actual visions. Yeah. Because it's been mean? corroborated. Yeah. It's... But, but I, I, what I'm saying is that, um, what he's saying right now, yes, it's not true. It's not anything new that people haven't said before but it's mm -hmm. actually happening to him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Been commanded to, to unite. Yeah. Well, Sadius had a similar claim. He claimed he had a calling from the almighty. Mm -hmm. And now here you are saying the same things in the same way, not quite threats, but insistent. Let us join forces. And if we don't, well, the world is doomed. Dalinar felt his patience slipping. Oh, ha ha. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, when it, this is his, when it gets real, right? This is, what, clenched this his, is what she's been yeah, waiting dude. for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. him, to, him to reveal. To be, for him to be him. She's or, not trusting this diplomatic version of Dalinar. No. No. He clenched his jaw, forced himself to be calm, and rose. Your majesty, you're being irrational. Oh, am I? Oh, let me storming can reconsider it then. All I need to do is let the storming Blackthorn himself into my city so he can take control of my armies. What would you have me do? Dalinar shouted. Yeah, this is when he lets it all out. Would you have me watch the world crumble? She cocks her head at this out at his outburst. Meaning like, Maybe you're right. there's the, there's the real guy. Here right. he is. Here he is. He's now arrived. let's see yeah. what he'll say. Right. Maybe you're right. And I am a tyrant. Maybe letting my armies into your city is a terrible risk. But maybe you don't have good options. Maybe all the good men are dead. So all you have is me. That, that's my highlight. Is what, maybe is all, all the you have good is men me? are dead and all you have is me. Right. Bro a broken person. Dude, I got fucking goosebumps right now that's my highlight of this chapter a lot of shit is awesome in this chapter there's amazing stuff going on but maybe all the good men are dead and all you right. have is me right <laughs> i can love that yeah dude. it's, pr it's, it's so pretty good. amazing yeah um spitting into the into the storm isn't going to change that Sven. you can risk possibly being conquered by the alethi or you can definitely fall to the Voidbringer assault alone Wow. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I mean, that, that is a great thing to think about in this book is, um, will you take help from someone like a Blackthorn? Right. Will you, or will your sense of honor or judgment over, over people and their pasts mm -hmm. and their 
the memories of them, if you will, mm-hmm. are you going to let that basically steer you away from any possible help that they might be able to offer? Right. You're going to hold their past against them. They can't have a future that's different. They can't mm-hmm. because of their past. We talk a lot about, you know, redemption in these, these books yeah, about how, of course. you know, these stories are about redemption, but maybe, maybe there's another layer here that we haven't talked about, which is this. Maybe it's not just about someone finding redemption. It's about others right. allowing that person to have redemption. Right. You're denying them. Right. You, you're denying them a future. You're whole, you're, 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 you're saying Dalinar, I, I've painted, you've, you've painted yourself this way. I perceive you this way and there's no change. There's never going to be a change. Right. What does it matter if Moash tries to find redemption after what he did in Words of Radiance, if none right. of the people he cares about accept him back? Right. What's the point of redemption then? If the people no. that you wronged or that you feel like you wronged don't forgive you. Right. So right. yeah, there's, there's nowhere for that person to, to go. Right. You're right. And forgiveness is, I mean, I get it. Forgiveness is hard. It really, the it business, really is hard. Yeah. The business of forgiveness is hard. Like it's I hard. hope that everyone forgives me for trying to take credit for figuring out the midnight <laughs> essence thing earlier. And I know it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard. It's going to be we'll really hard to forgive me for but, that. <laughs> okay. Would you watch the world crumble? Um, Possibly being okay. Hang on. Maybe all the good men are dead. Yes. Oh yeah, you're right. It's such a good line. You can risk possibly being conquered by the Alethi, or you can definitely fall to the Voidbringer assault. Fen crossed her arms and raised her left hand to her chin, inspecting Dalinar. She didn't seem the least bit phased by his shouting. I like that too mm-hmm. about her. Mm-hmm. In the presence of the Blackthorn, no, yeah, you don't. In- you, you you don't intimidate me. No. Dalinar stepped past a squat man who was slowly, as if through tar, turning toward where they'd once been seated. Fen, Dalinar says, you don't like me, fine. You tell me my fate, you tell me to my face that trusting me is worse than a desolation. She studied him, aged eyes thoughtful. What was wrong? What had he said? Fen, he tried again, I... Where was this passion earlier, he, she asked. Why didn't you speak like this in your letters to me? Fen, I was being diplomatic. She sniffs. That made it sound like I was talking to a committee. It's what one always assumes anyway, when communicating via Spanread. So? So compared to that, it's good to hear some honest shouting. (laughs) And this is exceptionally creepy. Can we get away from this? She, she's eyeing the people around, mm-hmm. around him. Dalinar found himself nodding, mostly to buy some time to think. Fen seemed to think his anger was a good thing. He gestured at a path through the crowd and Fen joined him, Remember, walking away from the bonfire. They, they believe in the passions. Right. And he's just shown passion. The passions. Right. Yeah. So... It was, it was honest, like his response, she wanted honesty. Right. And she got it. Mm-hmm. And she's right. I think that there was a committee of people writing that letter. It was him. It was Navani. Right. It was his political strategist, the, the, the right. ardent. It was, yeah. um, Aladar. It was, uh, Tara Vangian was there. Like the, yeah. it was a committee of people writing that letter. It wasn't him saying to her, we need your help. You know what I think is maybe even even more interesting about Fen here is that 
she's kind of like, look, I either am going to experience you, this new Dalinar, this leader that's moved beyond, but you either, you either show me the Blackthorn as well, or I don't trust you. Right. Like you bring the Blackthorn as well, because that is part of you. Right. And if I don't see it, then why should I trust that? Yeah, because if you're just trying to hide that version of you, that's not really honest. Right. It's not really you, is it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Fen, he says, you say you expected to talk to a committee through the span read. What's wrong with that? Why would you want me to shout at you instead? I don't want you to shout at me, Colin, but Storms, man, don't you know what has been said about you these last few months? No. You've been the hottest topic on the span read information networks. Dalinar Colin, the Blackthorn, is gone mad. He claims to have killed the Almighty. One day he refuses to fight. Then the next day he marches his armies off on an insane quest into the Shattered Plains. He says he's going to enslave the Voidbringers. I didn't say nobody expects every report to be true, Dalinar. But I had extremely good information claiming that you'd lost your mind. Refounding the Knights Radiant? Raving about a desolation? You seized the throne of Alethkar in all but title, but refused to fight the other High Princes, and instead ran your armies off into the weeping. Then you told everyone a new storm was coming. That was enough to convince me that you really were mad. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. And then the I next, love this conversation. And then the next two lines two. are great. Yeah, but then the storm came, Dalinar says. But then the storm came. Yeah, so she all was, the crazy she, she things that they, she heard about him, and one thing that he did say happened. And then the storm came. The two walked down the quiet street, light from behind flooding across them, making their shadows lengthen. To the right, a calm blue light shone between the buildings. The Radiant, who fought monsters in slowed time. Mm -hmm. Yasna could probably learn something from these buildings, with their old architecture. These people wearing unfamiliar clothing, he'd have expected everything in the past to be crude. But it wasn't. The doors, the buildings, the clothing, it was well made just lacking something he couldn't define. Hmm. Lacking yeah. what? Mm. I don't know. Artistic, um, something <laughs> or other. Like, you know, like there's not, maybe the architecture is well made, but there's no, um, like sweeping, um. Lacking something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like an artisticness to it or whatever. We don't know A because flare, it's so name. long ago, right? Even though if we look back at like the, um you know, uh, ancient Greek times or, or even before that, some of the stuff was well made, but it didn't have any of the flair that later generations would have. So, yeah, but maybe. maybe, I don't know, like this is something to just explore later. I think, um, obviously he wants Yazan to take a look to see if there's anything she yeah, can glean. And from I it, like right? that. Yeah. Like, like we said earlier, get, get these gals in here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Everstorm proved I wasn't mad, Dalinar asked. It proved that something was happening. Dalinar suddenly stopped. You think I'm working with them? You think that explains my behavior, my foreknowledge? You think I've been acting erratically because I've been in contact with the Voidbringers? All I knew, Fenn said, was that the voice of the other on the other end of the span read was not the Dalinar colon I'd expected. The words were too polite, too calm to be trusted. And now? Dalinar asks. Now, I'll consider. Can I see the rest of it? I want to know what happens to the little girl. Right. 
Oh, so I, I, I like that too, that <laughs> she too. cares for her to know. Well, she, she paused the movie like, you know, 20 minutes left. She wants to know how it ends. Oh, I love that too. Right? Pausing the movie. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Dalinar followed her gaze and saw for the first time little Celie sitting, huddled with some other children near the fire. She had a haunted cast to her eyes. He could imagine her horror as Fen ran away, Taffa, the child's mother, screaming as she was ripped apart. Celie suddenly lurched into motion, turning her head to stare with a hollow gaze at a woman who knelt beside her, offering something to drink. The Stormfather had restored the vision's normal speed. Mm-hmm. Dalinar backed up, letting Fen rejoin the people and experience the end of the vision. As he folded his arms to watch, he noted a shimmering in the air beside him. Mm-hmm. We'll want to send her more of these, Dalinar said to the Stormfather. We can only be served by more people knowing the truths the Almighty left behind. Can you bring in only one person per storm, or can we accelerate that somehow? And can you bring two people into two different visions at once? The Stormfather rumbled. <laughs> I do not like to be ordered about. And you prefer the alternative, letting Od- Odium win? How far will your pride push you, Stormfather? It's not pride, the Stormfather said, sounding stubborn. I am not a man. I do not bend or cower. I do what is in my nature, and to defy that is pain. Mm-hmm. Why, would it def- why would it defy his nature to allow more people into the visions? And- I, I don't know. I, I think it's more that, um, that Dalinar is trying to control the storm. And he's just a normal, natural thing. Like he, he just exists right. and does as he does. And Dalinar has bound him because he's a right. bond trying he's to wield him yeah. and trying to wield him. And it's so causing it's him pain, probably not real pain, but like, you know, it's, it's very uncomfortable for the storm yeah. to do as someone else will, you know? The radiant finished off the last of the midnight creatures and stepped up to the gathered people then looked at Fen. Your upbringing might be humble, but your talent for leadership is impressive. I have rarely seen a man, king or commander, organize people for defense as well as you did here today. Fen cocked her head. No words for me, I see, the knight said. Very well. But should you wish to learn true leadership, come to Urthiru. Dalinar turned to the Stormfather. That's almost exactly what the knight said to me last time. By design, the Stormfather responds. Certain things always happen in the visions. I do not know Honor's every intention, but I know he wished you to interact with Radiance and know that men could join them. Right. All who resist are needed, the Radiant said to Fen. Indeed, any who have a desire to light, or sorry, to fight, should be compelled to come to Alethala? Yeah. We can teach you, help you. If you have the soul of a warrior, that passion could destroy you. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting choice of words. Speaking to Fen here. The passions, right? yeah. That passion could destroy you. Unless you were guided, come to us. This is the same speech that the uh, Night Radiant gives where he calls themselves the, uh, the Watchers at the Rim. Right. Right. The Radiant strode off, then Fen jumped as Celie stood up. 
and started talking to her. The girl's voice was too quiet for Dalinar to hear, but he could guess what was happening. At the end of each vision, the Almighty himself spoke through one of the people, passing along wisdom that at first Dalinar had assumed was interactive. Fen seemed troubled by what she heard. As well she should be. Dalinar remembered the words. This is important, the Almighty had said. Do not let strife consume you. Be strong. Act with honor, and honor will aid you. Except honor was dead. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, Fen turned toward Dalinar, her eyes measuring. She still does not trust you, the Stormfather says. She wonders if I created this vision with the power of the Voidbringers. She no longer thinks I'm mad, but she does continue to wonder if I've joined the enemy. So you failed again. No, Dalinar says. Tonight she listened, and I think she'll end up talking, sorry, taking the gamble of coming to Earth, Yeru. Stormfather rumbled, sounding confused. Why? Because, Dalinar said, I know how to talk to her now. She doesn't want polite words or diplomatic phrases. She wants me to be myself. I'm fairly certain that's something I can deliver. Isn't that cool? Yeah. All that just to learn. That's oh, the chapter. I have, to talk, I have just have to be myself. Mm-hmm. So what's your, yeah, what's your highlight of this chapter? It's, it's an awesome one. Well, I don't know. Well, the highlight, I love the, what you pointed out. I think that's really great. The um, maybe all good men are dead. And all, all good men are dead. Me. Right. I love that because I want, <laughs> I so desperately want this whole Dalinar change of heart from the Blackthorn to mm-hmm. be real. Right. I so want that. I also really love us kind of discovering how their approaches differed in these visions yes. and what it says about yes. them as leaders and what it says at the, right. about them as people. I really like that too. That was really fun. And, ta- and you know what's kind of funny there is... In terms of the passions, like she, she worships the passions. I think that what Dalinar did when he first came into this vision is more passionate. Right. Then I'm going to protect practical. those closest right. to me. Right. Right. It's sort of, it's sort of ironic. Inverted that, a little bit for the other characters. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it seems a little that way. But um, the other thing too, with the title of resistance, um, you're getting resistance from, from Fen, but you're also, you're also are getting resistance from yourself. Right. In being yourself. Right. He was resisting like, being himself in, in interactions with her prior. Right. Right. And that's the resistance. And he's learned to, you know what? I don't need to do that. Yeah. I can still be me and bring, even including my dark past, I can bring that to the table as well as a leader. Yeah. And that will further my relations with Queen Fenn. Right. And it might not work like that with the, uh, the Asius and the, or, or the, with the leaders from Azir or any of the other countries, but maybe with, just with her, he knows now to, to be himself. Right. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Good, uh, good, ep- <laughs> uh, good, good chapter. Um, let's, good, uh, uh, let's move right along to the info dump. Thank you very much to Buzzkill Joe. Info dump. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks so much to uh, Buzzkill Joe for, um, providing us with some information that we can dump on you all. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, Yasnas calls herself an else caller. We um, we kind of knew that word before, but she really kind of lays it out here. Um, we we you and I knew it from the secret chapter when she talks about it, but this is formally in the novels, so it's more like really in there now. All radiants have an attachment to the Shadesmar, but um, our sprint originate there, and our bond ties us to them. But my order has a special control over moving between realms. I was able to mm-hmm. shift to Shadesmar. That's how she was able to save herself. Um, we also have the pillar. They talk about a little bit about the pillar, um, that Yasna is examining the mm-hmm. one that Ray Shafir mm-hmm. was surrounding the crystal right. pillar at the center really was something incredible. It wasn't a single gemstone, but a myriad of them fused together. Emerald, Ruby, Topaz, Sapphire, all 10 varieties seem to have been melded into a single thick pillar, 20 feet tall. We already said that it was like, you know, more than an entire kingdom's treasury worth of gems. So it's just, right. it's really, really cool to picture. And then Yasna tells us a little more information about Fabrials. says, you capture a spren and you imprison it inside a gemstone crafted for the purpose. Uh, Artifabrians have found that specific stimuli will provoke certain responses in the spren. For example, frames, flame spren give off heat, and by pressing metal against a ruby with a flame spren trapped inside, you can increase or decrease the heat. Um, mm-hmm. Shalon obviously also says it's kind of cruel to be imprisoning um, spren in there. Um, that is obviously a conversation yep. for another time because we're you know we're really not sure where these characters are going to lie on this kind of issue for now. Right. Um, f- uh, f- Fabrials are really cool, um, but they do have kind of a, a cost, right? And then we're, we're starting to right. learn that now. Right. Um, so then the next chapter, chapter 34 that we just read, um, there's cool. We get a little bit of rules here. Um, you know, the, uh, you must be part of events. You must take a role somehow. This is how it works. This is what the, the, the father, the storm father said with the visions. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's really cool, um, that we get that. Um, it, it is a really cool metaphor for D and D where the, um, you know, the storm father plays the dungeon master and then the yeah. people who are in the vision are the PCs and everyone else is an right. NPC controlled by the dungeon master. So it's a really yeah. neat little metaphor. Um, Queen Fen, uh, there's a little description of her there. She's over a foot shorter than Dalinar with oval, uh, an oval mm-hmm. face, yellow eyes, and obviously the quintessential white Thalen eyebrows, which is really, mm-hmm. really cool. They, t- they mention a name for the first time that we have never heard named Harkalen. Harkalen, um, yeah. Sounds like maybe someone who, um, the, when D- Dalinar asks about what's wrong with his suit of armor. He says, talk to Harkalen. So maybe this is a higher up in the Knights, like, uh, radiant orders, or maybe just someone who's more learned, like a scholar. It's an armor. Yeah. He's a farmer? No, an armor. Like, oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, he's, uh, yeah, maybe his speciality smith. is the plate. That's true yeah. too. Yeah. We, uh, we don't really know. It's just a name that came up. So, um, we know for sure in this chapter that you can't lash someone while they're wearing a uh, radiant plate. That's why Dalinar's character right. had to take his plate off in order to do that. Um, um, there's a, a little note here that, uh, that Buzzkill uh, um, uh, uh, put in. Zeth, when he was fighting the king of Yakoved Hanavanar, he knew mm-hmm. that he couldn't lash 
that plate. And that's something probably a very small sentence that happened in that, that interlude all the, you know, all those books ago that we never knew, but now we're getting the rules of it that you just can't use that lashing on someone who's wearing plate. It all makes them immune to those lashings, I guess, which is really neat. Um, and then the Midnight Essences, we obviously learned quite a bit about them today. Um, I thought I had discovered something when in real reality that I had um, just <laughs> um, subliminally absorbed the information and then try to take credit for it. <laughs> so I promise everyone that I, I will always, always try to take credit for stuff that's obvious in the text. I won't stop doing that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for the, uh, info dump. Thank you so much to uh, Buzzkill Joe for, uh, laying all that stuff out for us. There is one mm-hmm. thing I want to talk to you about before we're done here though. Sure. Um, they talk about the plate and he yes. says you need to speak the words in order to get the plate. Right. That's the, the storm father. And Dalinar's like, well, yep. what words? Well, if you'll, you will know, or you will not. You will not. Okay. Right. So right now, our current night radiance, none of them have plate. Dalinar, Kaladin, Shallan, Renarin, Yasna. Uh, let's yeah. throw in Lift and Malata in there. Those are all radiance that we've seen. R- remind me about Malata. That's Malata the, is um... the dust bringer that came with Teravangian. Teravangian, right. She right. may know how to do her plate, but we have right. only seen her without plate. Know. So we have to yeah. assume that she doesn't know how to do that yet. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the person, the Night Radiant that we know the most about is Cal. He's our main character. Even though Shallan has become a main character, her ideals and the oaths that she has to say to progress are truths. So they mm-hmm. are not necessarily um, predictable. If that, if you can say, we don't know what kind of truth she has to say about herself to progress to the next part, right? We don't even okay. really know the truths that she said to progress. We, we know that in order to, that her third ideal was admitting that she killed her mother. Right. And that was a hard truth that she doesn't want to deal with, which is why she uses, um, brightness radiant to be able to use the sword because she doesn't want to admit right. or even deal with that truth. Okay. So one of the things I want to talk about just real quick here is, um, do we, do we think that the plate will come about in the fourth ideal or the fifth ideal, or maybe beyond that? We don't really know if there's a beyond that. Cal has said three of his ideals. He has. The first one, life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. That is the first ideal of all radiance. They all say the same one. The second one was, I will protect those that can't protect themselves. Protect themselves. That was the second one he said, as he was leaping across the chasm, the chasm, I've been, I've been dinged a couple of times on Reddit for not saying chasm, chasm properly, shazam. So I'm just going (laughs) to say all the different ways to say it every time I say it now. So as he's (laughs) leaping across, um, he says that second one, and that's a second ideal. And he said a third one. He said that in words of radiance, he said, I will protect those I hate as long as it is right. Remember he said that in reference to Elokar, even though I don't like this guy, I will protect, I will still protect those I hate, even though it is right. 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 So my question to you is, Mm -hmm. do you, do you have any guesses what the next 
ideal could be for Cal? And do we think that maybe that next one mm. could give him shard plate or will it be the next one after that, the fifth one that will give him shard plate? Like how close are we to seeing well, how many, Kaladin with shard plate? How many ideals are spoken to become? We, we don't know for sure. I think it's mentioned that it's five or six, but I, I don't know for sure. Okay. Okay. I couldn't, I don't even have a guess. Right. I, I just don't. It's very confusing to me that the blade and the plate are, like they separate? appear to be, yeah. Well, the, um, I think, I think it's because, you know, to, because one is oppressive mm -hmm. and one is protection. Right. So it's like two different personalities or ways of being or seeing the world even. It's like when, when, when you bring your sword forth, mm -hmm. it's, it really kind of harkens to the, to the D and D game that we played for many years, this with the swords, right? It's true, because the the phrase was it was never meant to harm anyone, but when more than one is made, to what other purpose could there be? Right. So when you have multiple weapons that are produced, not just one, right? Now you know its purpose, but so you 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 bring a sword. It has a clear intention. Right. Now you can use a sword to parry and you could use a sword to protect. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think there's something, I think there's something maybe poetic or something that's going to be said there. Maybe, maybe that's why they're really developing the difference between the blade and the plate. Mm -hmm. So maybe the ideals to get plate have to do with either you know, pro like protecting somebody or, or it sounds no. like Kaladin's, maybe you get your plate. Kaladin's, maybe you get your plate when you confront somebody who's attacking you. Maybe Kaladin's uh, um, road seems to be definitely one of protection. Right. All his ideals kind of surround that a little bit. seems like anyways. Yeah. He's protecting and protecting others. The night radiant that was speaking to Dalinar in that vision said, ask Hark, uh, Harkanen, or your spren. So it sounds like maybe the Radiance sprens may have Might information know about, about the what plate? the next step is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even... Yeah, that's good. I didn't expect you to come up with anything tangible in, with this little chat. I just wanted you to start <laughs> think. I wanted to bring it up because I wanted you to start thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Because sure. we had a conversation like literally unprovoked by the books about shard plate. And now we get a little bit more information about shard plate. So I thought it was important for us to talk about it again, to yeah. kind of keep it at the front of your mind when I'm reading this, to see if there are any clues coming up or anything like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All <laughs> right. Well, um, that's, that's it for the, the episode, everyone. We are not going to read the list today on, uh, from Patreon, but we do want to say that if you want to join Patreon, you can, uh, do so at patreon.com slash heroes of that'll get you the, uh, discord link. You can jump on the discord with us and chat, uh, we do, um, um, werewolf will and Jack do movie nights, uh, every uh, few Fridays. Um, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of different discussions that happen and we are going to try to do more and more live reads. So if you want to be in the studio, 
video audience while we do a live read, you um, can only do that at patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heroes of a at gmail.com. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, heroes of one. You can find us on Instagram at the storm pod and make sure to join the Reddit uh, uh, subgroup and the Facebook page, the storm pod. So that's it. We are going to be doing chapters 35 and 36 next episode mm-hmm. uh, sounds good we're into part two now buddy don't no looking back nope. um i hope for your sake that we get one of these povs that are bridge four povs soon because that would be fun i know i'm excited yeah all right well thank you very much everyone for listening we love you very much till next time take care everybody the storm pod is brought to you by heroes of Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra.